Have you ever reflexively opened Instagram and started scrolling without even thinking about it or even without wanting to? We welcome you back to Calvary Student Connection. I'm Kaysen Kelly, and I'm here with my dear friend, Madison Banks. Hey guys, welcome back. We're going to have a conversation about how we tend to compare ourselves to others throughout our lives. All right, Madison. So before we get started, I've got a quick, silly question for you. Okay, what is it? What is the first activity or place that you'll go once we get released from our quarantine? <laughs> what have you been looking forward to doing? I feel like this is this might be an obvious answer, but I think Can I, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's either going to be to Hobby Lobby, which we don't have in Stephenville. Mm-hmm. Yet we might get one. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's there cool. was plans and then Rona came in, but okay. let's see. Or you want to go to Waco. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, my answer is going to be go to Waco. Yeah. Because, to Magnolia. Yeah. There's Magnolia there. So, ding, ding. That's right. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, I, I've been thinking about it and mm-hmm. I just can't wait to get back to the rec center. Yeah. Hit the see grind. All, see all my friends and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess if you call that the grind, then the grind. <laughs> but that's a good time. Cool. So what is what is the first thing that you do when you wake up in the morning? Open my eyes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, okay. Well, would you be waking up and then opening your eyes? Or would opening your eyes constitute waking up? That's a good point. I don't know. I don't know either. What I know what I wake up to is my alarm. Yeah. And I don't like that. Usually like the third alarm. So you snooze a couple times? Of course. Yeah. (laughs) Set yourself up for success. That's right. (laughs) We love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I tend to snooze a couple of times too here lately, but it used to not be that way. I used to just hop up, but now I kind of turn the alarm off and then just open up Instagram, see what was going on, what I missed. Because I go to bed pretty early. And I do miss some things <laughs> yeah. when I'm sleeping. But when I wake up, I like to catch up on all of the, the news. Yeah, I think that I do that too sometimes. Um, it just depends. Like if it's a work day, I'm like, okay, I'm already running late. So yeah. <laughs> there's no time for anything Uh-oh. but getting up. Yep. Um, if it's on the weekend, I usually will, yeah, wake up to my alarm, turn that off. I am trying to be more conscious of not going straight to Instagram though. Mm-hmm. I'll try to open the Bible app and then like read a Psalms or something just nice. like to get my mind going in that place. Yep. But if I'm being totally honest, that's not every single day. Sometimes it's straight up social media. Yeah. yeah. So if I'm being honest, it's pretty much every day that I wake up and open Instagram. <laughs> Except for recently, especially since I've been preparing for this podcast mm-hmm. and this conversation, um, I've been keeping a closer eye on that habit that I've formed. And I am able to get around it, but it takes conscious effort. Yes. It's something that I can't just naturally not do because I've ingrained that into my routine, basically. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I asked the question at the beginning of the episode, have you ever reflexively opened Instagram and started scrolling without even thinking about it? Or without even wanting to? Yes. (laughs) The answer is yes. (laughs) Me too. It's it's crazy, but 
I don't even think about it. And yeah. I have my phone in my hand, press the home button, and then it's like my thumb knows where to go to get to the Instagram app and just goes doop doop. Yep. And it's open. Yeah. It's like, I already know what you want. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Don't it, even think about yeah. it. Knows yeah. what I want. Yeah. And but have you ever like closed out the app and then just opened it right back again? <laughs> all the time. Pretty really? much every time yeah. I close the app, I open it again. You're like, why am I done? I'm not done. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. But it happens. It's, yeah. It's, it's a thing. It's like built into to, to mm-hmm. us. Yep. <laughs> it's a part of us. Yeah. And that's dangerous. Kind of scary. <laughs> yeah. So what does this overindulgence in social media lead us to? Yeah. So for sure, comparison. So we are comparing ourselves to what we're seeing online. Mm. And what comparison is, is a thief of joy if you're comparing yourself to other people or things of the world. Yeah. Um, and I think that comparison can make your heart grow cold towards you know, other people, if you don't have that, or if you don't look like that, or if you're not that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it also just jades your, your mind, um, and the truth of what you've learned about Christ and what he has made you to be. And yeah. so you start believing the lie of, you know, you're not like them, you're not enough, um, mm-hmm. rather than believing what Christ has, has shown us. Yeah. When you start believing the lie that you're not enough. Whenever that comparison tart starts taking root in your thoughts, mm-hmm. um, it leaves you feeling really worthless and like, I'm not enough. I'm not adequate. And then you're like, well, what do I stand on all of those things? It's like yeah. all that goes out the door. You forget about all those things. Yeah. And it seems like it takes your mind out of Christ and back into the world. Yeah. So you're living in the spirit and your, your thoughts are coming from that place in your heart, but then you start scrolling through some kind of social media, you start seeing all of these people that you think you want to be like, Mm -hmm. and it just completely changes your whole outlook on life, and you become obsessed with how do I obtain that image instead of the image that we are called to be conformed to, which is that of Christ. And we always forget like, what we see on social media is what that one post is, is like the best part of that person's day. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking that's there all the time. And it's, it's not, it's not their constant. That's just the good right. part of the day or the good part of their week even. And so we're comparing our every single day to their best part of their day or whatever they want people to see. Cause yeah. even behind a post, they could be, you know, if they look so happy, maybe they're not truly happy in their heart. You don't know. And you don't yeah. want to tear them down in those thoughts. But just remember right. that what you're seeing is is different than what's true. Well, you're comparing your entire life yeah. to this instant that the camera flashes yeah. in the other person's life. <laughs> you're trying to make your whole life live up to that expectation. And it's impossible to do. You can't do it. No. And so many people even try to obtain that life just to appear a certain way on Instagram. Yeah. You know, like they will change everything about themselves and take on a new identity entirely just to appease other people. Yeah. Dangerous spot to be in too. Yeah. Yeah. We don't want to live for the app. We want to live for Christ. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. (laughs) Yeah. But not only does that comparison lead you to take your identity out of where it should be but Mm -hmm. it kind of 
brews this selfish ambition, which is spoken of in Philippians 2, 3-4. There it says, Let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem others better than himself. Let each of you look out not only for his own interests, but also for the interests of others. In the first part of that verse, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit. We are being instructed to not let that selfish ambition that comes from comparing ourselves with others to lead our actions. That should not be where our actions come from, but rather we should approach our actions humbly and with a lowliness of mind, uh, which in the Greek that it was written in does mean humbly. And we are to let each esteem others better than himself. So we shouldn't focus on only what we're good at. Right. We should focus on what others are good at. So say you got a best friend and you're, I'll just use this example, you're working out with him and you're awesome on the squat, but he's awesome on the bench press. So instead of choosing to squat a lot when you're working out with him, maybe choose to bench press a lot when you're working out (laughs) with him. So lending that preference to him rather than yourself. Mm -hmm. So just focus on what they're good at and lifting them up. Yeah. And you don't, you want to make sure that like when you realize, well, for one, there's always going to be someone that's better at something than you are. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's inevitable. That's just how it is. Um, but rather than, growing a bitter heart towards that person just because they can do something better than you. Like Kaysen's saying, yeah, lift them up, you know, be excited for them that they have that skill. And yeah. and then you will have something too that's great as well. And maybe it's not that, maybe it's something else. But mm-hmm. rather than choosing to be bitter or negative about it, choose a more positive way to view it, change your perception on it. Absolutely. Giving is always better than receiving. Yes. And that applies to this aspect as well. And we do see here that it's the thought that characterizes the action. And it's the thoughts, the true intentions of the heart that mm-hmm. God takes into account. Yeah. And it's, it, it's easy to trick yourself <laughs> yeah. into thinking that your intentions are good. It really is. Yes. But you're not able to trick God. Yep. He, he knows, knows our every thought. The true intention. Yes. Beyond what you may even think it is. Yeah. But he sees down to the deepest parts of your heart. Mm-hmm. And he can discern what those intentions are. Yeah. So whenever you're feeling that negative intention um, or that selfish intention that you've got going on, understand that the way to fix that is not to just tell yourself, oh, I shouldn't be like that. Let me just fake it till I make it kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. it's a heart thing. You've got to check your heart in that moment and you've got to work on it and start praying about it, asking God to change that, that in inside of you um, and meditating on the scriptures. Cause he talks about it. Paul talks about it in Colossians three, five about the old self and covetousness <laughs> is part of the old self. That's, that's yeah. one of the old characteristics. And so we see that pop up constantly, of course, which is a lot of the times fueled by social media or just comparing ourselves to things that we're not as good at as mm-hmm. someone else. Um, and rather than being in that covetousness, we're supposed to turn our hearts to humility, being humble and being kind and the things of the spirit rather than flesh. Right. 
And this isn't to say that all social media is bad all the time. Right. Of course, <laughs> we don't want to make that generalization and we don't want to be legalistic in that way. But there are aspects of social media that can cause harm to our Christian walk. And this pervasiveness of comparison is one of those. And so I'm not saying never get on Instagram. I'm not saying don't ever open Facebook. But we want to be mindful about where these things are taking our thoughts. Right. So Yeah, a while ago, I actually did like a cleanse of who I was following. Mm -hmm. um, and because I realized my feed was like, not very good things like some people would just be posting wild things and mm -hmm. i was thinking like if i was in church and if i opened this up and someone saw it they'd be like what are you looking at you know like yeah. what is going on so i had to do like a cleanse on that and then i started following like different hashtags um i followed one that was called scripture and mm -hmm. so like it'll just show people's posts that are about scripture and so like even while i'm seeing other people's posts like those will be popped in there and so it's a nice like reminder like while you're on socials like refreshing stay, yeah exactly yeah. so just like little things that you can tangibly do um to like make your social media experience better do that and like help yourself set yourself up for success because social media is not bad like it can do really great things it could share the the word with other people that you may never ever see in person but like mm -hmm. it just has that power but just make sure that what you're doing with it is being controlled yeah and control is a key there so we want to make sure that we are controlled in every aspect of our social media usage um, but you also said something there that i want to touch on and that was sharing the word on social media so there is a right way to do that and i would say that there's also a wrong way to do that mm -hmm. and it all has to do with the intentions yes. what intentions are actually motivating you to share that yeah so before you post mm -hmm. um and i've found myself doing this before too like i know that as a believer you know maybe you're reading scripture and you're like oh this is so good i want to share it and you feel led to share it mm -hmm. and then there's also those moments where you're like i'm gonna share it i haven't really posted anything in a while on my story <laughs> i should just post this and then yeah it'll be good and then people know like i'm reading my scripture it's fine my walk is fine yeah those are two way different ways and intentions when you're posting and mm -hmm. so like before you post anything anywhere really like check your heart like are you posting to get a whole bunch of likes to like feel better about yourself to feel pretty to feel like accomplished whatever you're posting um or are you doing it because maybe you want to share with people that you don't normally get to see you know what you're doing or maybe it is scripture and it is led by the right reasons and you want to share that you feel called to do that so it's all in the intention yeah and you definitely don't want to share a bible verse or something spiritual mm -hmm. just to appear to be spiritual yeah that is not well no it's not <laughs> jesus actually talks about this in luke eighteen nine. um it says also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others it says two men went up to the temple to pray one a pharisee and the other a tax collector the Pharisee stood and prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, adulterers, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eye to, to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. And that's a beautiful picture of the heart that we approach God in. Mm -hmm. And in sharing those scriptures on Instagram or anything that has to do with your walk, you, you should not be sharing that to appear religious in any way. Right. And uh, Jesus here says that the Pharisee who basically was self-righteous and tried to exalt himself for the works that he was doing, he is going to be humbled, Mm -hmm. right? So he lifted himself up. There's only one way to go. That's down. So he will be humbled. But he who humbled himself, the tax collector who knew that he was a sinner, there's only one way to go, and that's up. And that tax collector will be exalted. And so we see here the beautiful picture of the heart that we must have, and it's that of a broken sinner, which is what every one of us are, including myself, and foremost myself. (laughs) Um, But, man... I just hope that every time I approach a posting on social media mm-hmm. that I have the broken heart for the world and for myself. Yeah. So in posting something, and you'll notice that I don't post a lot on social media at all, but I I really don't post scripture. And one of the reasons that I don't do that personally is because a lot of times when scripture is posted, it's taken very out of context. (laughs) Yeah, so So, that does happen very often. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it does. Um, Especially Philippians (laughs) 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That seems to be one of the Instagram favorites. But (laughs) it's, it's not quite taken in context all the time. And so we need to be careful about that too. We just... We need to check our source, make sure that the context in which you're using this verse online is the context in which it was originally intended. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So check your source, check your heart. (laughs) Check your source and check your heart. Yeah. That's great. Great advice. There you go. And, And just continue to remember that the Lord knows your intentions. Like you're not getting that past him. You're like, no, it's fine. This is, this is coming out of my heart. No, he knows what it is. So yes, check your heart. It's important. And also in Galatians, in Galatians 1.10, it says, for do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And here Paul is alluding to his previous life as a Pharisee. And as a Pharisee, Paul was solely focused on the approval of man. So the Pharisees were very religious in all things, and they tried their best to keep every letter of the law. Mm-hmm. But of course, we know that that doesn't work. Right? It's, it's not possible apart from Jesus. Mm-hmm. Jesus is the only one who lived completely by the law. And thus we see that he fulfilled the law. He didn't come to abolish it. He came to fulfill it. Yes. And that's exactly what he did. But Paul is now a changed person. In Christ, he no longer seeks to please men, but he seeks 
to please God. And in that, he is now a bondservant of Christ. Mm-hmm. And so the bondservant is a picture of someone who is indebted to his master. Uh, they would make an arrangement for a bondservant to serve the master for a set number of years. And during that time, the bondservant would effectively be the slave of that master. And after that time was up, the bondservant would have the choice to be freed. And so we see here that Paul is likening himself to a bondservant of Christ. And he is now solely focused on his master, Mm -hmm. Christ, not his master men, which was his previous life as a Pharisee. So that that's an awesome picture too. We see Paul the conversion that took place in his heart. He no longer has oriented his heart towards pleasing man, but to pleasing God. Right. So he's humbled himself and he's mm-hmm. dedicated all his work and his actions and every part of himself to the Lord rather than man. Yeah. Yep. And even later when Paul writes the letter to the Corinthians, um, in First Corinthians four three, he says, "But with me it is a very small thing that I should be judged by you or by a human court. In fact, I do not even judge myself." So here it shows his true and full heart change that he no longer seeks to please men, but he doesn't even worry about being judged by humans. That's not even a concern of his. And he even goes so far as to say that he doesn't even judge himself. Mm -hmm. I do know that we have been harping pretty good on comparison. Right. We've been beating it down. And I I just want to say that I do think there is a good way to compare yourself. Definitely. Yeah. And so uh, an example that comes to my mind is my mother. Um, I see how she is so empathetic towards other people and she really can put herself in someone else's shoes when they're struggling uh, to understand what they're going through and then act on that in compassion. And I want to be more like that. And I think that that is something that we can benefit from, from comparing ourselves to other people. We can see certain characteristics mm-hmm. in a person who is living out a godly life, and we can take those characteristics and try to emulate those. And that is kind of what Paul was saying to the Corinthians when he said, imitate me while I imitate Christ. So I do look at my mother and I see how empathetic she can be towards other people and to me, and I want more of that yeah absolutely that spurs Mm -hmm. me closer to christ in that way yeah and it's it's super motivating to be around people that are that have those characteristics of christ um because like you said it it makes you want to be more like it shows you like truly what it looks like on earth those Mm -hmm. people around you what that is lived out like how it looks to live that out um one of my best friends amy she's so incredibly patient like She's so patient (laughs) and I love that about her. And I tell her that all the time. She's like, no, I'm not that patient. I'm like, oh no, you're patient. Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah, that's just like looking at that. I'm like, wow, I want to be patient like that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's so great. And yeah, it's just 
God gives those strong characteristics to people and he shows, you know, we all have different strengths, but yes. he shows us those strengths in other people. And so we can be like, wow, I want to be like that in that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And then another way is like a spiritual leader too, like in the church, um, you know, like a pastor or, um, a disciple or someone that you're, maybe you're being discipled by. I think that the Lord so graciously like puts those people in our life as leaders so we can look up to them as that inspiration Mm -hmm. as we can see that they're not perfect but they're putting their hearts and their lives towards christ and like what that looks like how it develops all of their um their actions and their speech and things like that and then we could in the same way want to be like that as well yeah so i see joe foch preaching and this dude is (laughs) basically a living encyclopedia of church history whoa And it is very impressive to watch him. And I aspire to be like that one day. And I am nowhere close to that right now, but we're working on it. Um, But it is impressive to watch him preach and to listen to the things that he says from memory. Wow. Not from his notes, but he preaches with a Bible in front of him. Wow. And he goes through and gives you history on everything. And if you're not super excited about history, it may bore you a little bit, but I think it's awesome. Um, I can I can get into history a little bit. Yeah. Kind of like science. <laughs> I like history too, but in manageable chunks. But Joe Foch is an awesome person that I look up to personally. Yeah. Okay, so kind of in a recap of all the things that we just discussed because we did talk about a lot of different things in regards to comparison um remembering that comparing ourselves to the people of the world and things on social media that's going to rob us of our joy um but remembering um like paul that when you turn your heart towards christ and want to be like christ um almost comparing yourself to christ um you're going to have a way different outlook on what your life is supposed to look like Um, in that way. Awesome. Yeah. And in Colossians 3, 3, it says, for you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. And that's where our identity should be placed. Yes. It's in Christ. And so we are going to dive into that a little bit next week. And we want to talk more about this identity. Where do you get your identity? Where do you place that identity? And how does that affect how we should live? So we're going to cover all this next week, and we hope that you'll tune in with us. Yeah. And we look forward to talking to you. 